0: In Southeast Agnet's Ag in Review, for the week ending August the 26th, the U.S. Department of Agriculture announced plans this past week to purchase approximately 11 million pounds of cheese from private inventories to assist food banks and pantries across the nation while reducing a cheese surplus that is at its highest level in 30 years. The purchase, valued at $20 million, will be provided to families in need across the country through USDA nutrition assistance programs while also assisting the stall marketplace for dairy producers whose revenues have dropped 35% over the past two years. Well, the Federal Aviation Administration's new operational rules for routine commercial use of small unmanned aircraft systems becomes effective on Monday, August 29th. And Joe Mora, a manager within the FAA's Unmanned Aircraft Systems Integration Office, said this is only the first operational rule to be released, as there will be more. But he had advice for farmers who are looking at adding a drone or drone service to their operation.
1: We want to focus on what this rule enables. Um, Not the exceptions to the rule. So we hope that those that have not had any experience with it yet, we encourage them to go out and get it, you know, purchase a device or or work with somebody else to see what you can do with all the things that this rule allows. People would be amazed at the resolution and the the increased safety. and, And some of the cases, even if you look at some of the exemptions that we've granted, um, application of pesticides or seeing where your crops are not sufficiently watered or pest infestation. There's, there's so many different things going on out there that can be used or even just inspection of your gutters. So I would encourage people to, or we would encourage people to, one, take the training. The training that's there for manned pilots on the Safety.gov is open to anybody, So we would encourage you to go on and go ahead and take that training. Um, It's free of charge, and the two hours spent learning about what this rule enables is really worth it. And then we encourage new aviators to go out there and, and... Get experience to safely operate because things are going to be more enabling as the as the years go by. So now is the time, and I, I think there are a lot of uses that will be applicable to agriculture.
0: And more encourages farmers interested to learn more. To do that, just simply go to their website. That's faa.gov slash UAS. In other news, not only is beef output expected to rise next year, Gary Crawford reports we could see increases in supplies of every meat
2: category. Livestock producers may be hoping that USDA's crop report forecasting record corn and soybean production does turn out to be correct. They they can't be unhappy with cheaper feed. No, USDA Outlook Board Chairman Seth Meyer says assuming feed prices do drop, it will more than likely lead to more meat output next year. Total meat production going to exceed 100 billion pounds of aggregate meat production. That would be about 2.7 billion pounds more than this year, with increases expected for beef, pork, and poultry. 3.4% for beef, 2.4% for pork, 26 for broilers, 2.5% for turkey. On expectation for heavier carcass weights cheaper feed. Meyer says more production means more competition in the market among the various meats and in general lower prices for producers. According to Meyer, hog producers would take the biggest percentage cut in prices. Hogs could average next year 43.50, 100 weight down 384 from this season's expected average or a drop of 8%. Steer prices could fall by 2.3%. Broilers may see a price increase of almost 2%. For the beef cattle industry next year, it looks like this kind of situation shaping up cheaper feed. Heavier weights, a little bit more production. Myers forecasting 2017 beef production at 25.8 billion pounds, an increase over this year of almost 3.5%. USDA already had cut its steer price projections for this year by $1.50 a hundredweight, down to an expected average of one twenty five sixty two. Next year, with production increases also expected for competing meats, chop another $2.87 off that steer price down to one twenty two seventy five. However, when you're thinking about returns, Feed prices will also be down pretty sharply given what we expect now that we've observed that bigger bean and corn crop. So while steers may bring 2.3% less next year, corn prices expected down by 12.5%. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture, Washington.
0: Peanut Proud has reported that over 65,000 jars of peanut butter have been donated by four companies to flood victims in both Louisiana and Mississippi, and over $30,000 in cash has been donated to buy even more peanut butter. Tyron Spearman has the details.
3: The peanut industry continues to send peanut butter into the areas flooded in Louisiana. Stephen Gilchrist of Birds on Peanuts reports second harvest received a part of a load last week of peanut butter they're also delivering to Walker, Louisiana, and a couple of churches that are in Baton Rouge. These are the food centers that have been set up, and the peanut industry has responded well. Over 65,000 jars of peanut butter were donated by four major companies, Golden Boy, All Good Food Company, the Kroger Company, and J.B. San Filippo & Sons. They are shipped to the disaster assistance areas in Louisiana and also Mississippi. They said over $30,000 in cash donations have been received and they have ordered more peanut butter and peanut products. Coming up on the peanut calendar, September the 7th, the University of Georgia will be having their Cotton and Research Field Day at the Coastal Plant Experiment Station in Tifton. That tour starts at 8.30 a.m. I'm Tyron Spearman for Southeast AgNet.
0: Uh, Kathy Isom tells us why some chickens have beards.
4: Scientists have long been stumped as to why some breeds of chickens are sporting tufts and elongated feathers around their face and beak. Researchers in China believe they may have spotted the genetic mutation behind the flashy looks. In a study published in PLOS Genetics, the Chinese scientists compared the DNA of bearded chickens to non-bearded chickens. They found that it all comes down to a specific gene, the ominously named HOXB8, an important gene which plays roles in hair development. The team found that in chickens with muffs and beards, a genetic mutation results in hox b8 being present at high levels in the facial skin the more expressions of hox b8 the more feather growth and the more beards as of now scientists don't believe that beards provide any evolutionary advantage and they can only speculate why these genetic differences came about but they're most likely due to hundreds and even thousands of years of domestication and breeding practices i'm kathy isom southeast agnet
0: and to wrap up this week's podcast ever grinder talks about how the use and demand for duck eggs is increasing
4: Now, I've spent most of my time this week talking about how farming is changing. One reason is people are looking for and buying new and different kinds of foods. A friend of mine told me about a man who produces and sells duck eggs. Since he started, demand has exceeded production. This is not your average duck, though. It's a duck bred for laying purposes. Sales are strong because duck eggs improve the taste. They're more flavorful than hen eggs. I specifically ask how, in your favorite recipe or scrambled with bacon and toast. Now, if you're lucky, you may find duck eggs for sale where you live. Not where I live, but I'm looking. I won't be satisfied until I've tasted something made with duck eggs. Better yet, couple soft scrambled with a hunk of country ham and a biscuit. And that's I review for today. Evergriner, Southeast Agnes.
0: Those reports and more from this past week can be found on our website, southeastagnet.com. Randall Wiseman, Southeast Agnet.